The Across Her Table podcast is constantly trying to tell stories that inspire. If you like what we are doing, could you please consider subscribing to us? We're a small indie podcast and small gestures of support from you can go a really long way for us. And while you're at it, do you mind giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts? When you recommend us to a friend, it helps us build stronger networks and reach more people. We can impact change simply by spreading the word. So share the joy. This is Mifra Abid from the Greater Toronto Area and you're listening to Across Her Table. This is a podcast where I talk to remarkable Canadian women with immigrant roots and how they're contributing to the social narrative in Canada. Moving to Canada has been an adventure for me, and every day I meet inspiring women who have stories to tell, values to share, and so much to give to their communities. Let's get started. Welcome back to the second episode of Across a Table with Mifra Abid. It has been over a month since we were all asked to stay indoors because of COVID-19. This isolation can make us all feel a little gloomy at times, but there's always something positive happening around that can uplift our spirits. Our guest for today is doing just that. She's a CEO of a company called Road to Zero Waste, and it works towards reducing waste for a healthier environment while also feeding the most vulnerable sections of our communities. This pandemic has hit the poor and the homeless the hardest, and food insecurity can be a very, very scary prospect for many. Our guest, Lelu Atako Jeva, is trying to address this very issue through her company, and we are so happy to be talking to her today. Okay, welcome to the show, and assalamu alaikum, Lelo. Walaikum assalamu rahmatullah, and thank you for having me. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, good. How are you yourself? I'm good. You know, Lelo, the first thing I need to ask you is the most important question of them all. How exactly do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people ask me. about that and um yeah that's the number one thing that when they uh, see my last name they ask the same question how do you pronounce your last name you've got almost all the alphabet letters on your last name (laughs) so it is pronounced as atahojaiva atahojaiva okay i was sure i got it wrong the first time (laughs) (laughs) so tell us later where did this idea for road to zero waste come from uh, well, I'll, I'll make long story short. Uh, I was shopping at Longo's Grocery Gateway. I mean, Longo's. Uh, and then uh, I saw at reduced food I- items, um, a lot of uh, perfectly edible food that were, uh, you know, like uh, sending there. And then I'm like, so what's going to happen to all that perfectly edible food if it's not get sold? And then I researched and I just was so overwhelmed and shocked by the fact that almost half of the food, if not 
like 60% of the food almost that's produced in Canada is thrown away and landfills. Uh, almost in North America, almost in um, entire Europe, that's the same situation. So I had to do something about it. And then after a lot of research, we decided to implement community fridge idea uh, in our Road to Zero Waste um, uh, nonprofit organization. Nowadays, we're a charity organization, alhamdulillah. Uh, and nowadays we have eight community fridges, alhamdulillah, feeding hundreds of people with surplus excess food that we get from our donors. So that's how the idea came about. And we have amazing volunteers and we're trying to tackle food waste issue. And at the same time, we're trying to uh, feed underprivileged population of Canada. So little before Road to Zero Waste, you were a translator, is that correct? Uh, I was, uh, well, actually, uh, I've got two degrees. One is in teaching and one is in nursing. I'm a registered nurse in North America, I could say. Back home, I was, um, um, uh, uh, you know, the English teacher. Uh, so uh, I have two degrees, but at the same time, when I just got to Canada, because my uh, nursing license is from um, New York, uh, United States, uh, so I had to wait until all the paperwork uh, are, you know, like uh, taken care of here in Canada because you cannot just transfer your license as a registered nurse and work here from from United States, from the United States. So I had to wait. And in the meantime, because I speak um, several languages, so I, I was interpreting uh, from English to Russian and from um uh, English to Spanish and from English to Uzbek. So I was doing some interpreting. So how many languages do you know? Well, um, I speak uh, five languages very well, like English, fluently, I could say, which are like Uzbek, Russian, um, Kazakh, and Spanish English, and also uh, Turkish and the um, Urdu, I could say, I, I understand almost everything, but when I speak, I make mistakes. But I mean, I could say I'm kind of fluent in those two. Uh, but yeah, but I speak about se- seven languages, yeah. So you f- co-founded this company with your husband. So how do you maintain this work-life balance? How is it to you know professionally work with your spouse? <laughs> well, um, alhamdulillah, uh, I have an amazing husband. I have, Allah blessed me uh, with a, a wonderful human being who is always uh, by my side. And in everything, we kind of click, like in the sense that whatever I do, he supports. Whatever he does, I support. And uh, we always work together in any um, field uh, of road to zero waste to you know make something out of it and we have amazing volunteers as well who always help us to make this a mission uh, a success uh, so basically uh, it is not easy I would definitely say it's not easy at all uh, having four small kids and their age um, difference is very close as well they're very small so very demanding and you know a lot of teaching with them on a daily basis maintaining the house without a housekeeper and also uh, having to deal with roaches your waste um, like a full-time job I would say it's not easy it's like non-stop my brain my hands work non-stop but at the same time it's very rewarding um, and I mean uh, since childhood I've been like uh, 
kind of a workaholic person. Uh, I don't like just sitting around. Just, just it's just personality, I guess. Uh, you know, in the beginning, Shabi would be bothered as well. My husband is like, "Oh my God, will this woman just stop? Like, you know, can I relax for a bit?" And so later on, he became like that himself. He's like, "Okay, what do we do next? What do we do next?" So it became like a routine for us. So Alhamdulillah. He's a little. This podcast is about women with immigrant roots, and you were born in Uzbekistan. So, how was the journey to Canada like? Uh, yeah, I come from uh, Uzbekistan. Uh, for many of you who don't know uh, Uzbekistan, because I was surprised actually that a lot of people don't know Uzbekistan. Uh, a lot of Muslims, uh, because uh, you know th- that's the country of Al Bukhari, um, Ibn Sina, and Al Khwarizmi, and so many many other scholars. Right, that's the country where Babur comes from, Zahir Din Babur, that uh, you know uh, made the Mughal Empire in. Uh, India. So um, what I mean is, uh, it's uh, maybe because Uzbekistan wasn't known by the name Uzbekistan, um, because we were, con- you know, conquered by Soviet, uh, you know, Russia, right, the Soviet Union. So after that, after independence, we became Uzbekistan. But before that, people knew us as Khorasan, Mawaran Nakhir, and uh, people knew us as tra- Transoxiana. So we have in 2500 years of history and uh, people knew us by different names but um yeah i come from uzbekistan currently it's called uzbekistan and uh, we speak two languages there and uh, what else i could say so so how come canada like what brought you to canada oh yeah i was i was studying for nursing um in the states um and i met shabib my husband uh so um he liked me and so he said okay we're getting married after like one week of conversation he's like okay we're getting married <laughs> inshallah so we got married and um he you know he said eventually he brought me to canada all of his uh relatives mother's side relatives are here so uh we came here we kind of settled here alhamdulillah and um Currently, we're running Road to Zero Waste and have four kids with him, alhamdulillah, together. Praise be to Allah. So coming back to your work, uh, when you were starting uh, Road to Zero Waste, was there anything that surprised you? Or were there any unexpected uh, turns that, you know, you did not see coming? Uh, well, uh, when you manage something, uh, be it a, a company, be it anything small, big, doesn't matter. When you lead um, as a leader, there are so many challenges, of course. Majority burden, you have to take it on your own shoulders. Uh, for example, if you're um, you know, in logistics, for example, if your volunteer doesn't show up, you have to become a volunteer. If you're uh, like, you know, website fails <laughs> i made shabib a website developer at one point so we'll, me and shabib we had to push each other to make this thing happen if some things happen uh with volunteers sometimes they might be disputed or sometimes they might be uh some unpredicted unpredictable situations and you know and all those things um it requires Uh, patients to deal with different situations of course there are a lot of amazing uh, positive uh, you know uh, feelings that you get 
from doing uh, serving the community alhamdulillah uh, we are so blessed we're so fortunate that allah gave us this opportunity where we could serve hundreds of people and we started with ikhlas uh, and allah just flooded a lot of volunteers and we've got so many donations from like different directions it's just we made the intention and allah made it happen and we are so blessed to have amazing volunteers and we're so blessed i am so blessed to have a husband who's always by my side because another man would have said hey you know what you have four kids it's such a difficult you know uh, predicament here just how about you quit your road to zero waste and you just deal with kids for now you know because that's your primary like um Thing, right but i have amazing supportive husband and if we have more husbands like him i think there'll be so many more leader women out there who would be able to accomplish what they were not uh you know what they're not able to do at the moment right so i mean you need a very strong man to deal with a strong woman so i would say uh you, you need a lot of strength from men's side you need you have to, you know, you have to be so strong that you could, uh, you know, you have to make this, um, you have to create this kind of environment where your wife feels safe and secure to go about and do um, do what she's passionate about, right? So, so if there are any men or young men listening to this, <laughs> I think this is your cue. <laughs> You know, when I first um, came to know about Road to Zero Waste, it was through one of the local magazines, uh, the latest fridge that opened in the town of Milton in Ontario. And I was like, okay, what is this all about? And I looked it up on Google and I saw, I started reading the reviews and one review really struck me. And there's this lady, she said, I'm a single mom with multiple kids and you don't realize how difficult it is for me to feed my family and how grateful I am to have this place, you know, safe place where I can just get fresh produce and healthy food you know, in good condition food. And I was like, wow, they, these people are onto something. So how do you feel when you, you know, read comments like that? Well, um, uh, alhamdulillah, uh, this is by the grace of Allah and by amazing volunteers and donors that are by our site that are making this happen. At the same time, uh, we receive those kind of thank you notes and prayers all the time. All of our volunteers who work passionately doing it, sometimes even at 12 a.m. Uh, serving the food, is because they see the need and they see uh, people who are really struggling. And at the same time, those people are hearing from people who are actually using the fridges, uh, you know, all those prayers. And that's the biggest payment, I guess, for what, what we are all doing here. And people just don't understand one in eight Canadians are suffering from in food insecurity issues, issues. and especially right now, uh, this COVID-19 pandemic made the things even harder for a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people are laid off, even just some of our neighbors who were perfectly like, uh, you know, running their households nowadays, they, they're jobless. And until the government uh, funds kick in, they have no food and they, I guess they didn't have savings. And, you know, even uh, during COVID-19, other than our fridges, uh, we've been distributing, um, you know, door to door to people who have been laid off and who who have been struggling, like single moms, like, uh, you know, um, we have a lot of single moms here. Uh, we just deliver to their doors. Some of them don't have even transportation, especially nowadays, 
with some single moms who have small kids, we don't want them to use public transportation. So we deliver to their doors using all the, you know, um, protective equipment and uh, having safe distance. So one more thing is coming back to your work again, your company is focused on the greater Toronto area for now, but hunger is such a universal threat. How can people across the world help address hunger in their own communities? Uh, yeah, we are, uh, inshallah, we are, uh, God willing, we're working on multiple projects. Inshallah, maybe it's like two, three year uh, project now. Uh, since we're a charity organization, now we can work uh, globally. And our aim is, we've already got some channels. So our aim is to take all the surplus food from North America or Western world that they're like wasting almost 50%, 60% of that food. We're trying to uh, ship them to uh, war-torn zones or uh, people who are struggling like uh, some parts of Africa, India, or, you know, some camps um, or, you know, places where uh, surplus food would be really uh of good use and also whatever we get is mostly uh, of very high quality um, you know there are very high quality foods that we get right from donors that are closer to best before date or uh, you know the the food that is otherwise um, you know hitting landfills we just make use of them because a lot of people uh, are misguided by this uh, notion that best before day means that's it you cannot have that food right but uh like we have videos as well on our YouTube channel uh, at Road to Zero Waste um, about best before and expiry dates that it's just mere prediction by manufacturers. Uh, it says nothing about the safety of the food. So what I mean is um, we are trying to utilize the resources that are out there, uh, you know, to um, deliver to those in need. Inshallah, in the future, we hope we'll be educating people on or spreading awareness about food ways uh, through social media where other parts of the community we already get a lot of messages all across the globe like Australia and you know the United the United States or uh, Europe and some other parts of the world we get a lot of messages and a lot of messages from India as well uh, they say how we could do the same thing that you guys are doing and we say first you have to change the minds and because we run uh, awareness sessions like workshops in the community uh, we feel that uh, by changing minds you could change um, a lot about food waste right because food waste is uh, Food waste is not only about, uh, oh, a lot of food is wasted and resources are wasted. It's also about toxicity. A lot of people don't understand that food that you're discarding um, is, which is perfectly edible, right? You're discarding uh, is creating methane gas when it's decomposed and it's so toxic. Nowadays, everybody talks about climate change and that methane gas is actually speeding up the uh, climate change, melting all those glaciers and uh, ice uh, and uh, Antarctic, right? So it's it's a big, big threat, big issue. So we're here trying to take care of the environment and at the same time uh, trying to feed those in need, inshallah. So I think, uh, like considering your question, uh, a lot of people need to be first educated about the food waste pandemic. And also there are so many ways where we could utilize those resources instead of creating more food, we could uh, as well use what we already have. Um, 
in the community. That's a very good takeaway, actually, because so much of the focus is on creating more when we can actually use what we already have. Exactly, yeah. So one more question, uh, Leto. How can our listeners help in your cause? How can they contribute in any way to Road to Zero Waste? Uh, there are many ways that they can contribute to Road to Zero Waste, especially if you're in uh, greater Toronto area. Uh, you could definitely join um, our cause by volunteering or you could make monetary donations. Soon, inshallah, during Ramadan, we'll um, again run our launch kit campaign. You could uh you know, um, make monetary donations towards the cause where we will buy more fridges. And it, you have to consider when you were putting that money that otherwise you might buy a couple, a uh, couple pounds of potatoes, that money uh, we might utilize towards um, buying a community fridge, where as long as the fridge is serving uh, those in need, it's like a right? it's like continuous sadaqa for you. So uh, just keep that in mind and support our cause. At the same time, you can volunteer with us. It's just during COVID-19, it's a little harder for a lot of volunteers to come out of their houses and volunteer. But uh, otherwise, uh, you are more than welcome to volunteer in different ways. Uh, we'll have a volunteer coordinator, Jahan. She might be in contact with you to let you, let you know more about uh, our cause. And please follow us on Facebook. Uh, to to know more about our cause, Instagram and um, YouTube. Watch our YouTube channel at Road to Zero Waste, and you can visit our website for more information at roadtozerowaste.org. And if you have any other questions, you could definitely shoot us a message, and we'll definitely be in touch with you, inshallah. I'm sure you will get a lot of queries, or you know, uh, voluntary help from some of our listeners, inshallah. So. That was such an inspiring story. Thank you so much, Lelo, for coming on the show and sharing your insights. And I know food insecurity is like kind of real for a lot of people, especially in these hard times. And I hope that, you know, you have more success in your cause and more help from the community. So thank you for coming. You're welcome. And thank you for having me in your show. It was such a, such a pleasure talking to you. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would also love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or just email us at feedback at acrossatable.com. <laughs>